listeners, you're welcome to Family Alive Ministry, a.k.a. FAM. God began the world with a family, and it must be our goal to maintain that plan. A godly family will produce a godly world. We hope as you listen to this message, the vision to restore God's plan in families would be impressed on your heart. Now, today's message. Uh, are you guys doing? Uh-huh. But every day God shows up. Full of his power and his grace to impact your life. There's never a day where that God comes and says, as for today, you know, let's take it cool. You know, I'm tired. <laughs> There's never a day like that. God shows up. The Sunday that God healed you, guess what? He has showed up with his healing power every Sunday to that day. Or, or onto that. And afterwards, still, his healing power shows up every time. Are you with me? Uh-huh. You know, I was learning something this week, I think yesterday, and um, Dr. Miles Moore, of blessed memory, <laughs> um, said something about, about uh, why Jesus spoke to the people in parables. I've heard him preach before, I've shared that before. But I was just amazed by the depth to which and the direct, you know. He says the reason why God spoke to the people in parables. He said parables is for you to discover truth, not just to know it. To discover. Because he says what you discover becomes yours. What you discover is yours. In a sense that you can come for service and things will be shared to you. You will hear, but it doesn't necessarily mean that it is yours. It's not your experience. Because you haven't discovered it. You get it? And so it says that God is too holy to give you what you're not looking for. That's what he said. It says... <laughs> that God didn't want the people to learn what they are not willing, <laughs> they, are, they are not searching to learn. That God is too holy to make you discover what, and that blew my mind. Have you, have you heard it said, if God is there, why are the people poor? If God is there, why? The, the, have you heard those things before? Yeah. <laughs> because it says this, this is it. God is holy. Said the, the, the word holy means integral. God is together with himself. And it says it also means that God cannot lie. And it also means that God cannot have an, an, an expectation of you which is not true. So God will not make available to, to you what you are not looking for. It means God is not righteous. <laughs> Think about it. This, this, I mean, this blew my mind. So in other sense, if you flip it, I've only found what I've been searching for. So what I've not, I've not, I've not received is because I haven't sought for it. Hey, isn't this serious? So he said, in God's love, it's like this. God leaves a map for you to discover. Because he knows that if you come to a place of searching for it, you'll find. He said, where is God? Everywhere, right? But God said, if you search for me. So in a sense... God is not lost, 
but it's hidden. Hey. I'm telling you, when I heard, I said, hey, so what I don't have, I've not been searching for it. <laughs> hey, so the peace I don't have is because I'm not searching for it. That's how I've been discovered. It. The joy I don't have, I've not been searching for it. Because God is righteous. That's why nobody can blame God. You know, some of us are waiting to meet God and say, God, <laughs> I thought I'm alone. You know, some of us want to meet God and say, God, but why are you? <laughs> God will look at you and laugh at you, uh, uh, laugh at you, laugh with you, just look at you with a smile. You have not been searching for. You've not been looking for. And it confessed so, so two ways of encouragement. It made me realize that then, therefore, whatsoever God promises for me, it means that it's so righteous that it means he wants me to have it. There's no shadow of turning with him. It means that God will not tell you something, give you a promise, that his intention is not for you to possess. That's what it means. It means that whatsoever you are found in scripture that aligns with your heart, God wants you to have it. And based on that, so I said, okay, then I'd rather believe the Lord, I'll choose God's stand, or the fact that God wants me to have it, than choose my own feelings. Ish. Because God cannot lie. God cannot lie. God cannot lie. Then the other thing also, it also, make, make me, it also gives me the joy to know that as long as I set my heart after searching, I will find. I will find. I will find. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Those of you that know me, I mean, you know, just some, I mean, this, uh, I'm trying to look for an example to use because this, this side I'm, I'm, I'm talking about, it's not part of my notes. <laughs> I just reach and I'm just sharing. <laughs> but those of you that know me, when it, it came to my place, my residence, so many people come and say, this is so you. And for some time, I was just thinking, why do you say this is so you? And I, I'm connecting with what uh, Dr. Mausmoro preached, is that you're searching. When you're searching for something, those around you even can tell what you're searching for. So much that when you are founded, they know that you are found. If you are somebody who is, who is not searching for excellence, those around you will know. The way you do things. Hey. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yeah, some of us, the kind of women you've been talking to over a period of time. Uh, we can tell what you're searching for. <laughs> and you find it very soon. <laughs> <laughs> Hallelujah. Oh, look, this is so profound. Eh? It blew my mind. I kept on repeating. Small portion of the time message, I kept repeating. I said, no. So the question you should ask yourself, what are you searching for? When you come on Sunday mornings, what are you looking for? Now, for this church, we believe that God wants you to search, set your heart after his agenda for families. 
search for that. So that you, so for those of us, because the majority of our church members are all single-ish. So that you, God will lead your path. Maybe some of you are in relationships that will not make you find God's kingdom agenda. Mm. <laughs> ah. So that it, because you cannot be, you cannot be here, and then end up with bad marriages, and don't assume that your handsome look or money will determine the marriage you have. You are lying to yourself. I'm telling you, it's a lie from the pit of hell. <laughs> Looks does not, somebody said that it's a nice body does not raise a home. Ah, when I heard it, I said, Jesus. <laughs> it's a nice body does not raise a home. He said, What is in the woman? He said, A true character is what influences the home. I said, She's. So, where do? Mm. Whether flat bottles or. It doesn't really, it doesn't really, <laughs> hey, are you in the house? Uh-huh. So those of you that are here, that's what I go. Set your heart after, because we believe that family life influences societal life. And that your home and your, 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 your home determines, or your home life determines your victories. Your home life determines your victories. Because if you have a man that is losing the battle at home, there's a high tendency that your health will start going down. Your finances will go down. Because no man survives with a contentious woman. No man can survive. No woman can survive with a man who does not love her. Are you with me? Yeah, nobody. So, you have to desire that your family life will be healthy. I'm telling you. The way most of the way you're, you're careful in the school you went to, and then the university you went to, right? And then afterwards, where you want to work and all those things, you have been careful to make choices in line with that. The same way you must be careful to make good choices concerning your family life. Are you guys with me? Don't joke. Don't joke with your relationships, your courtship, your dating season. It's not fanfare. That's not, but that's the place where you have to do the great work. Your dating time. That's the time you have to ask the critical questions. Are you with me? Yeah. And be fully, as best as you can be, informed so you know what you're doing. Because we have to win in our family life. That's for the singles. And for those of us that are married, setting our, setting our hearts on these things to discover, I believe that also will help God to heal every brokenness. Amen. Uh-huh. Um, you may not have the clock to, re, to reverse time, but God can bring good meaning to the time you have. God can bring meaning to uh, the, t- the time you have. And God can restore um, broken walls in your homes and in your families. Are you with me? So look at him as a neighbor. This is a good word of encouragement. This is, oh, shake your neighbor, shake your neighbor as a neighbor. This is a good word of encouragement. 
Hallelujah. Last two weeks, I preached a message called, The Lord is Good. And I want to complete it today. The Lord is what? Good. The Lord is good. The Lord is good. Psalm 34 from the verse 1. Psalm 34 verse 1. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be where in my mouth. Not just my heart. Those of you who have shut your, the praise on your heart, in your heart. Say, sing. He said, no, it's a <laughs> woman. Are you with me? Uh-huh. You know, um, maybe because I'm a worshiper, I know that I talk about these things a lot the need for us to sing unto the Lord. That our lack of worship of him is a sign of rebellion. And our generation is part of the reason why our generation is not wise. That's why we are not growing wiser, because we are not worshiping the Lord, because we are not bowing down unto him. David says, this, this psalm is attributed to David. It says, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually. Now, what David is saying is that that statement is a, a present continuous. <laughs> Amen. His praise shall continually be what? In my mouth. Another other word, David also is also prophesying about his life. Because life is lived in seasons. Situations come and go. We have high tides. We have low tides. We have all kinds of tides that comes against us. But David says, I will bless the Lord. It's my decision to bless the Lord. And I'll do so continually. Irrespective of what comes to me, irrespective of what comes against me, irrespective of what comes at me, I will bless the Lord. I believe sometimes life is lived like, if you're going to live a victorious life, we start from there. Don't say that if it is good, I'll bless the Lord. No. <laughs> no. You have to start off by saying, my position is that I'm going to bless the Lord anyway. Whether I have money, I don't have money. I have food, I don't have food. Hey, whether a woman profess to love me or not, I will. Tell about I will. I will. I will do what? Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord, oh, my soul. Oh, oh, what? My soul. What? Worship what? His holy name. One of the things I love about David, David continually likes to get himself. It's like, I think I'm 46 or so. He says, why are you downcast, oh, my soul? Who gave you the right to be downcast? Hey, I would have hope in God. Amen. Sometimes, you know, we go through situations, and then you're going down, then you're sulking, you're going down, and you want the whole world to enjoy it. Hmm. <laughs> no, sometimes you have to look at yourself and say, my soul, you have no rights. God is good. God is what? God is what? God is good. And therefore what? I will bless the Lord. I will bless the Lord. Verse 2. It says, My soul shall make its boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear of it and be glad. <laughs> my, my soul shall do what? Make the boast in the Lord. My soul shall make a boast in the Lord. And the humble shall hear of it and be glad. When you hear some, when you, when you read this psalm, you think that, okay, the writer of the psalm, things must have worked very well. He wakes up with a, a, a trade service by his, his wife. 
with food, breakfast, massage here and there. Are, are you with me? It's dressing, the dressing is closet I always knew, well arranged. No wonder it says I'll bless the Lord. <laughs> are you with me? But I, I beg to tell you today, it's far from it. When you read and you do, I have to call it, search on the, on the chapter, you come across some interesting thing. And this was written by David. And the time David wrote this, wasn't easy for him. If you know the story of David, a young promising leader, young promising, okay, young promising guy sitting somewhere, watching over his, his father's uh, sheep, and then all of a sudden they said they are looking for him. So David runs home. They are looking for him, runs, 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 runs. He goes to meet this weird-looking man standing there with a horn of oil. Hey, what is going on? <laughs> And then the man says, you are the chosen one. Says, God says, I've chosen for myself a king, and that king is you. Hey, can you imagine what that looks like? Ah, can you imagine if calling his friends, I wish Johnny was here to come and see this. You know, something like, I'm going through stuff, and I'm like, I wish this guy was here. The one who said, you, they are a fool, and all that. I, <laughs> I wish the person was here to come and hear all these things. They said powerful, amazing things, and then pause the oil. Those days, the oil, when they are pouring, they are pouring. They don't touch it. <laughs> now we go to analogies and we say, I know economists or something. <laughs> I pour the oil to make sure that it was the Jesus, what for, what for, aha, like the oil goes you. You, you, you are, you are, you are trained in it. Are you with me? Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. those days, they don't just pour on people. They don't pour on people. There are three categories of people that receive the oil. The king, the priest, and the prophet. And then the extra people that sometimes God wants to use. You get it? So the oil, they will go, you know. <laughs> So they poured on the guy, and then they tell him, and I can imagine, sometimes you're sitting somewhere, if no event, you, you don't imagine too big of yourself. But sometimes when they come and come and pour on you, then all of a sudden you have all these things in your head. And so his life goes on, he ended up, he ended up being sent to the battlefield, they're fighting, and then David, courage comes into his heart and just says something. And when he said it, people say, hey, come, 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 come. The king wants to see you. And then, long story short, you, see, you know the story. The guy just go to battle, fight Goliath, kills Goliath. And I can imagine, aha, the word of the Lord, a sure word of prophecy is coming to pass. God is good. David is excited. David ends up in the king's house. So when David gets up in the morning, he can see, he can walk some few steps, he can see the throne. Very close to the throne. So it means that God's word is coming to pass. Hey, sometimes we, hear, we receive some prophecies and all of a sudden, you know, some things are working out here and there. They say you are going to be wealthy and then the following day, somebody just sends you 200 and that person sends you 500. Say, aha, a seminar started. <laughs> yeah, excited. He said, call me rich man. <laughs> hey, but you don't know. One of the things about life is that there's always time. Time has a way of interpreting what we hear. The prophetical word we hear, time. Time affords the seasons to interpret what we have heard. So 
Some say 16 years. I don't know how many years. Whatever it is, yeah. It took time. It took time. But the issue is not just the time, but what happened within the time. Bible makes us understand that David's fame started rising, and then the king started becoming insecure. Say, <laughs> so I'll sit here, and then you'll become a king. No. Remember, David was a young guy. Just look at where he's coming from. Bad, poor, you know. But even theologians say that he was not even considered honorable child among the children. So that's why he was always put at the back. That even when the, king, when the priest came and says, I'm looking for a king in your house, he was not considered. So for him to come this close to the throne, and then the person that I'm sure he admires the most, the one that he would consider his mentor, or the one that he considers his inspiration, the one I would want to be, then set his eyes against him. That's what Saul did. Saul set his eyes against David. And so now all the strength of the throne, the very throne that David was looking at mounting, all the strength of the throne was used to fight David. Hey! Ah, this God who says I'll mount on the throne, now is <laughs> Sometimes that's the way it looks like. Everything in life is against us. But I thought I've heard a word of prophecy. I thought I received a word. Yeah, I recorded it. I thought the prophet said. I thought when I read the word, what is the inspiration? Like, I thought God, you said. How is it that, you know, sometimes you can hear a word of a great marriage and that's the day they, they bounce you. Yeah. The day I said, Kojo, I haven't observed your ways. <laughs> and where we are going to. Uh-huh. Yeah. One, of, one of the guys I was talking to was share with me, one of the great hurts of his life, having dated a lady for three years, planning to get married. And then a lady comes and says, I have prayed. And the Lord said, it, you are not my husband. <laughs> You are not the one. You, you are not the one. You have been dating and all. And, all. <laughs> and that's the tendency of making you look like you are not good enough. Yeah. So you are not, you are, you are not good enough, so it means you have of no value. Right. For this, you are the girl, beautiful girl. And when he was talking to me, he said, look, when he hears the statement, God is good, then something is doing him. <laughs> I was saying, I beg him. It's the woman that, the woman that has misrepresented God. Wow. I said, it's the woman that has misrepresented God. God is not saying, you are not, you are not good. Hey, are you in the house? Yeah. But sometimes life can make us feel that way. I remember the early part of my difficult times, and I went to church, and the man of God just looked at me. He says, I see you. Look, this is after I've started struggling, <laughs> and I'm struggling, <laughs> and I've been praying. So I, I was praying. Now, if you are praying, what word are you looking for? That you are coming out of the struggle. <laughs> oh, good times, and I can see the mountain is about to change. Something's coming. That's the word I was looking for. 
Then the man just one go just look at me and says, I see you struggling. I said, Jesus. <laughs> I said, hey! That day I didn't leave the presence of God in courage. <laughs> God wasn't good to me. <laughs> Amen. Yeah, sometimes life can be like that. I mean, just put yourself in the shoes of Joseph. I said, Joseph, David, it's, 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 it's not that simple, though. My brothers and sisters, are you in the house? Yeah, it's not that simple. Psalm, let me show you. First uh, Samuel 21 from the verse 10. First Samuel 21. Verse 10. There's an account there. Then David arose and fled that day from before Saul and went to what's what's that word? What, 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 what's that word? The way you pronounce it based on who taught you, whether an ever or English or a, 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 a tree or what's it? What's Akish? Who are those ashes? That one, the teacher was so tribal. <laughs> okay. So, where towards Akish, right? The king of God. Let's go on. This verse. And the servant of Akish said to him, Is this not David, the king of the land? Did they not sing of him to one another in dancing, saying, Saul has slain what? His thousands. And David has slain what? Tens. Ten thousand. The next verse. Now David took these words to heart and was very much afraid of Achish, the king of God. That was the Philistine. Let's go next. So he changed his behavior before them. Pretended madness in their, in their hands. Scratched on the doors of the gates and let his saliva fall down on his beard. Mm. The prophesied king, oh. <laughs> the prophesied king. Then Akish said to his servant, Look, you see the man is insane. Why have you brought him to me? I have, I have need of madmen <laughs> that you have brought this fellow to play the madness in my presence. Shall this fellow come into my house? Then 22 verse 1 says, David therefore departed from there and escaped to the cave of Abdullah. So when his brothers and all his, friends, his household heard of it, they went down there to him. This was where David wrote this psalm. It was after he has escaped death. <laughs> and David said, God is good. I can see David in church. Praise <laughs> <laughs> Praise the Lord. Hey! Why? Because David saw the hand of God in deliverance bringing him to a new day. Even though the word of prophecy had not yet come, David saw the goodness of the Lord in his deliverance. Because as long as God delivers you day by day, you will arrive at the point of your prophecy. Hey, am I making some sense? Yeah, as long as God delivers you day by day, you are So I'm just saying that the time he was writing this, the thing was not okay. It was not perfect. He hadn't entered into his promise. But David knew of the goodness of the Lord. Hallelujah. David knew of what? The goodness of the Lord. 
The Bible tells us is Lamentations 3, 23. Ha! Because of his mercies, we are not consumed. So the Bible says, because of the Lord's great love, we are not consumed. Because of the Lord's great love, we are not what? Consumed for his compassion words. His compassion never what? It never fails. God's compassion over us never fails. The next verse. They are what? They are new every morning word. Great is what? Great is what? Your faithfulness. The faithfulness of the Lord is a sign of God's goodness. Hallelujah. Are you with me? God is faithful. He will cause you to meet every morning. I thought someone would say amen. amen. Hallelujah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It doesn't matter the struggle I went through. As long as I saw it each morning, I'm here. Amen. It doesn't matter the struggles. You will arrive. Look at him and say, you will arrive. You will. You will do what? You will do what? God is good unto us. God is what? Good. God is good. God is good. Because he is faithful. Because his mercies are new every morning. His mercies are new. David shows us that. Now I want us to look at something. The same, go back to the 34. And let's, let's come down. Three. He said, glorify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. I sought the Lord and he answered me. He delivered me from all my words, fears. All my words, all my words. Now, in between the, the, the proclamation of God's promise over your life and, and the actualization, it's a great battle of fear. <clears throat> it's a great battle of fear. As a matter of fact, a lot of people fail at arriving at God's promise, not because God is not waiting for the manifestation, but it's because somehow, somehow by reason of fear, they, 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 uh, they stop believing God. Trust me, it's a battle of fear. Because here's the thing. By the time David mounted the throne, he had become the king God saw him to be. Hey. And God saw him becoming that king, going through what was coming. And God knew that when he had gone through successfully, he will become the king. So I'm just saying that God took, into, in, in, uh, it took the factor of your trials and temptation into account. Hey. Ah, your times of hunger, God took into account. <laughs> Yesterday with Dr. Griffith, he said something. He said, some people, can, some people can go through hunger. Some people can't. He said, some people, when they go through hunger, they become armed robbers. <laughs> He said, come the deal. Hallelujah. The question is, what would you become? Because you're hungry small. Hey. They're about to look when one of the things I had to deal with all the time was fear. Fear of the unknown. Fear of the unknown. When you don't know whether tomorrow there will be food for you to eat. You're not sure. Ah. 
Can you imagine if you have a family and that is what you're <laughs> And because of the fear of the known, people become corrupt. Meanwhile, there's a promise over them that God says, I'll make you wealthy. But because they are unknown, the, 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 the variables keep shifting and they are not sure and they are not in control, what do they do? They go collect bribe. Ah, am I making some sense? Look at the neighbor next to you. Say, neighbor, you, have, you are going to, you are going to uh, do a great battle with fear. A great battle, a great battle, a great battle. Hallelujah. You don't do what? A great battle. As a mother, sometimes our inability even to love is because we are afraid. Yeah, it's because we are afraid. Fear. And Lord, that's one thing that a lot, of, a, lot of, a lot of believers are not aware. That we fight fear every day. That's why the Bible said that we have not been given the, the spirit of what? Of fear. But what? Yeah, of love and of power and of sound mind. We've not been given the spirit of fear. But what you have not been given likes coming to you. Likes drawing closer to you. <laughs> hey, are you in the house? Yeah. Fear is the reason why we are not able to walk in the principles of the kingdom. Yeah. Fear is the reason why some of you, you know the level of giving God wants you to give, but you can't give. Yeah. Hey, it's not because you don't have it, because you're afraid. Hey. It's a f- I'm telling you, it's fear. And until you look at fear in the face, ha. Ah, and say, I'm no longer a slave to fear. Uh, I'm not talking about the house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm no longer what? A slave to fear. But I'm what? A child of God. Hey. You'll be a look. Fear will be, will be holding you with strength and pulls you here and there. One of the things that I realized in my life that I needed to deal with was what I was afraid of. And to deal with it, you know what they say? They said, do the things you fear. And the death of fear is certain. Mm. Do the things you fear. And the death of fear what? It's certain. So if you're afraid to give 20 Ghana cities, you give it. That's the assurance to kill fear. The fear of it. <laughs> oh, I'm not making some sense to somebody. What you don't get to do, the thing you're afraid that you don't get to do grows much more stronger. And it rather grows and cripples you, and you're not able to do anything. Hey, am I making some sense to somebody? Some of us are afraid to come and stand here and talk. And every day, I'm me there, and I'm afraid. So you have good, when you go into your head, you have built this fear. You're like, when you stand here, open your mouth, you urinate on yourself. <laughs> I'm telling you, that's what you're thinking. And then the next thing you're thinking, oh, I may even uh, poo poo on myself. Then you're building all this. Oh! <laughs> no, all you have to do to ascertain the death of it, come and stand here and talk. And then all of a sudden, each hold is no more strong over you. Hey, am I making some sense to somebody? Yeah. Amen. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, go and do the things you fear. Go, 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 go. I mean, the positive things, the positive things. <laughs> go. And do, I remember in secondary school, I was so afraid. There was one time I was so afraid of Getting coming in front. Look, I thought literally I was just going to run. My tummy was just being groom, groom. It's like if you go, if you go, if you go. And I just got up and I went. Oh, after how many minutes? Maybe 20 minutes. 
I was off the stage. I was like, so. Hey. Am I making some sense? Yeah. What are you afraid of? Today we are going to pray. We are going to deal with our fears. We are going to pray. Amen. Let me, let me, let me state this. And preachers are known to uh, accuse preachers of. But let me state this. One of the things that I've come to, and I'm so glad I'm learning these things all, uh, in, in a sense, by experience. Like David, God put me out. Um, I started, I went to ministry, started doing ministry, and I was chased by the ones that you admire the most. I was chased by men of God or people in authority. And then with tears, I said yes to ministry. <laughs> it was tears. The day I said I was going full-time, it wasn't all fanfare. Trust me, I was in the trotro, tears. Because I look at the, the, the insults and the accusation. I said, look, this thing, uh, I'm, I'm afraid to enter because I, w- I, w- I wasn't sure of the security and all. I said, look, already, you haven't done it, but you so why don't you just jump into it? Just go <laughs> and see whether the Lord will give you wings. <laughs> That's how I, I entered ministry, you know. And I've, re- I've learned something. I've realized how true these things are. God wouldn't want you to be guided by fear. It's not a mark of the child of God. And sometimes, I was going to say this, listen, some of us, we know the promise of God that holds so true when it comes to financial liberty. Financial. Now, I don't believe that God wants, I don't believe that all of us as believers are going to hold $1 million in our account. I don't believe that is literally the truth. But I also believe that God's promises in Scripture is so that you will have and be a blessing to the next person. Because it's of no, how, do you, how are you a light in a generation that you don't even have enough for your own self? You make Jesus look stingy. <laughs> but when you look at Scripture, that's what Jesus, they were hungry, he says feed them. You remember I asked Peter, uh, Philip, these guys, feed them. And Philip said, hey, <laughs> Jesus, are you a I've done the mathematics. <laughs> and I realized that this is not practical. He said, let them settle. Who has bread here? Let it go around. People were sick, he healed them. Because that is a reflection of the economy of heaven. The economy of heaven is such that we are, take, we are taking care of that we become a blessing unto somebody else. So if right now you are not able to help people, I'm telling you, you have not entered yet. Ish. People's personal economics are different. Some of you, your personal economy is that maybe if you have 10,000, everybody is taking care, including your grandmother. That's your personal economy. Maybe if you are earning 10,000 every, every, let's say, every, every month. Every month, including your grandmother, everybody is taking care of. Somebody, 2,000. That's your personal economy. You can't go and say, eh, eh, because somebody 10,000, me too. No, God doesn't work that way. Your personal economy, if you have 2,000, everybody's fine. So what God will have to do, increase you beyond the 2,000 so that it can be a blessing to somebody else. 
It might not get into, I'm just using, it might not get into the 10,000 or something. Maybe, maybe some of the 10,000, but it, 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 it's nothing. You have to go beyond the 10,000. Whatever your personal economy says, I'm just saying this, that you are to be a blessing not just for you. Other than that, we cannot be what God has called us to be. So what am I saying? It means that there is a threshold of fear that you'll have to deal with in order to break the limit of your personal economy. It's a threshold of fear. Hey, it's like where you are home, you are barely feeding the people, and somebody comes to your house. Maybe you are going to buy the, the kinky, your kinky, five balls, and all of a sudden, two people are coming to visit you. <laughs> <laughs> then you are torn. Either, either you eat fast or you hide the kinky. <laughs> Some people will just take it to the bedroom and so they come and say, Me, bow <laughs> They will just do the cake here, just brush their teeth and come and <laughs> say, Be <"Bye>, okay, dear. <laughs> or, or you will share with them. So that you will deal with the fear of the lack. Hey! And then that fear does not hold any boundary, uh, hold of you anymore. And then now, what are you going to look? You are now going to look at, oh God, now five is not enough. How about seven? How about eight? How about ten? Can you imagine you are taking five, you're okay, and all of a sudden you pray, you believe God, you go beyond and say ten. Now what you are going to do, you are going to expect, and be in, you are going to be in expectation of visitors coming so that they might eat of you. Hey, I'm going to make some sense to somebody. As believers, look, we have to always break that threshold of fear, especially when it comes to our personal finances. Mm. But how does God make us deal with it in the kingdom? He says, give. How many remember the, the rich young ruler? Comes to Jesus, defined by his wealth, and he comes and says, I want to enter the kingdom of heaven. I want to enter the kingdom of, of God. And Jesus says, go and get rid of all you have. Wow. Bible says that rich, that he was unable to because he was afraid. When he looks at this world, it's just too much to give. And then Bible says, Jesus said, it is, it is difficult, not impossible, but difficult for the rich to enter. Do you know what, what Jesus was making reference to? Because the, the wealth of the world is built by a particular system that doesn't work in the kingdom. So what Jesus was saying, Jesus said, shift your paradigm. Mm. And you, because anybody in the kingdom becomes wealthy. We are blessed. Hey, I'm going to get some sense to somebody. So until you deal with the threshold of fear, like I told you, between the promise and the actualization is a battle of fear. All of us go through. All of us go through. When I was giving one of my biggest gifts, someone look at me and someone say, oh, Pastor Rod, how is that you're able to give? Something like that. Look, I dealt with the fear. I woke up one morning and said, hey, are you okay? <laughs> nobody, like she said, be on show. Nobody, why are you doing that? And I said, because... What the, what the point that was the thing that made me even go ahead was that I said, I'm, I want to deal with the fear. I want to deal with the accompanying fear 
that this is all I can have. Because there was a lingering fear that says that this may be all that you have. And I said, I want to deal with that fear. I will never let this be all I have. If this is all I have, then I'll even give it away. Hey! Oh, this is a good word. This is a good word. This is a good word. Amen! Let's give the Lord some praise. Hallelujah! I said today we are going to pray. So you got to deal with the fear. Young, young African brothers and sisters. <laughs> Look, you have to learn to go beyond the threshold of the field, especially in finances. Look, especially in your finances. Don't let tempers, look, some people are so afraid to give beyond 10% of tithe. It's like you can't think, hey, me my 10.1. <laughs> no. <laughs> because in the kingdom of heaven, it's another way around. The principle is turned upside down. The principle is turned upside down. And recently, which I, at the right time, will share, God is just blowing my mind with some things like that. It's just blowing my mind. Because God wants us to learn to depend on him. Um, this one, last, let me say this, this one thing also. Doctor, Miles Moon was sharing that blew my mind also. That part I never looked. He said, look, the greatest work Jesus did was for us to actually get the kingdom. The Bible said, seek first the kingdom of God, right? And his righteousness and what? And all other things. Now, he said, look, when your father is about to die, your father has an inheritance for you. The only way you get the inheritance is when he dies. That's the only way you get the inheritance. It's when your father dies, and then all that they've written for you comes to you. So when you are with your father, what are you looking forward to? <laughs> some, people say, some people say it's his death. No, you're looking forward to the inheritance. But the only way to the inheritance is death. You don't want your father to die. You love your father. But the only way for it is Death. So some parents look forward to their death because when they die, they have such great treasure for their kids. They are not worried that they'll be, you know, without help. So when Jesus came, Jesus came to die so that we'll have the inheritance. Oh. I'm going to get some somebody. But religion has made its death. The main focus, and the minute you make this, that's the main focus. You can't wait to die so you also go to heaven. <laughs> but, and that, that's how do we know this? After Jesus' death, he spent time teaching about the kingdom. Because that's the reason why he came in the first place. It was of his death. We have spent time explaining his death. It wasn't his death, it's a kingdom. And what the Bible said in the kingdom, there are benefits. Healing, grace, all are there. So I'm just saying that, look, there are these things that God has made available, but we have to deal with the threshold of fear. There's a fear that is holding us back. And we have to deal with it. And we deal with it. It says, this poor man cried. Let's, let's look at it. This poor man cried. That's what we're going to do. We're going to cry in the next two, three minutes. You're going to cry. 34, what you were on. Psalm, 
It says, those who look to him, I saw the Lord, and he answered me. He delivered me from all my fears. And this verse, it says, was, those who look to him are radiant, and their faces are never covered with shame. You will never be covered with shame. Well, I'm making some sense, somebody. You will never walk in shame. I'm telling you, not in marriage, not in finance, not in your health. Why? Because we are going to cry unto him. Those that look to him are never covered in shame. The next verse. It says what? This poor man called and the Lord heard him and he saved him out of all his troubles. The next verse. The angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear him and he delivers them. The next verse. That's a, well, it says, taste and what? And see. Ah. That was. That word, the Lord is good. This is an invitation. Rise up on your feet wherever you are. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Lift up your hands in the name of Jesus. Or any push-up prayer. Thank God that His promises are true over your life. Just pray, just pray, just pray. God's promises over your life. God's promises over your family. Come on, come on. They are true, they are true, they are true, they are true, they are true. Come on, 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 come on. Ah, yes, 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 yes. Just thank him, just thank him. Whatever God has said for your life is true. It is true. It is never a lie. It's true. God is too righteous, too righteous to to give you a promise of what he does not intend to 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 fulfill. My last word is is in the scripture. It says, How how great is your goodness which you have stored up for those who fear you, which you bestow in the sight of men on those who take refuge in you. Verse 20, it says, In the shelter of your presence you hide them from the intrigues of men. In your dwelling you keep them safe from accusing tongues. The TPT says, Lord, how wonderful you are. You have stored up so many good things for us like a treasure chest, heaped up and spilling over with blessing. All for those who honor and worship you. Everybody knows what you can do for those who tend and hide themselves in you. He says, so hide all your beloved ones in the shelter, sacred place before your face. Overshadow them with your glory presence. Keep them from those accusations the brutal insult of evil men. Tag them safely away in the tabernacle where you dwell. Just lift up your hands. Father, we honor you. We bless you, Lord. We thank you. Your goodness is all over us. Lord, we walk in your goodness, oh God. All that, Lord, you have stored and the treasures for us. Father, we believe your word. We walk by faith. We proclaim that, Lord, you are good. And Father, all the days of, all the days of our lives, we will walk in that goodness. Yes. In Jesus' mighty name. And all shall say amen. amen. Come on, let's give the Lord a shout, a shout, a shout, a shout, and a praise. We hope you were blessed by this message. For more information, please visit our social media websites on YouTube, Instagram, and Facebook at Family Alive Ministry. Please subscribe, follow, like, and share. God bless you and have a great week.